Hey there, sweetie. I was over there reading my book, and I said to myself, what a fine young darling like you doing sitting at the bar on her own. <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, whiskey. I'm something of a whiskey connoisseur myself, you know. To say the whiskey here is some of the best in town. Do you come here often? Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. I work for this company. I'm here on a trip, business trip. I'm like really into saving the environment. And I just hate when I drive a hybrid to saving the planet, you know? Hey, Mr. Barman, can I get a vodka and a whiskey for the lady? Put it on my tab. It's such a beautiful night out there. Stars are shining so bright, listening at me, just like your eyes. Would you ever fuck off? You are listening to the Gaffcast. We're going to bring you to new heights and show you places you've never been. Tune in, sit down, get a warm can of Tesco Lager, and sit down and enjoy this episode of Gaffcast. The pubs will hardly ever open again. We're going to go all around the world and back again. We're going to cover everything here at the Gascast and I hope you're ready and hope you're strapped in. They reckon that vaccine's hard dodgy. Keep your arms inside the vehicle at all times. You are listening to the Gascast and shit is about to get real. That Fergal Bowers over there. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Darren Gaffney and you're listening to the Gascast. So how is all keeping everyone? What's the story in Balamori? Hope you're all having a great week. And it's going schmood. Um, it's been a grand old week. Uh, the weather was a bit shit at times. Not much to do on the weekend. And it, <clears throat> it's actually mad how quick, it's mad how quick the weekend goes. Like, it's there Friday evening, like, oh, the weekend sound. And then you feel like you just wake up and it's Monday again. And then it's sadness. Sadness overwhelms. But anyway, it's great to be back here for another episode of the Gaffcast. And the weekend is on the horizon. So I hope you're all super duper excited. Um, I don't know if you've seen it during the week, but I was uh, on to Nevin Maguire. The king of Cavan. Um, to give the podcast a share on the Instagram page there. At the Gavcast, for those of you who don't know. And he did. Fair played from. Yeah, he's a savage chef. And he's also a top DJ. Techno, techno. Nevin in the mix. And fair play from like that was a uh, very sound from to share the podcast. <sighs> yeah, I was I was just so delighted, man. And um, yeah, cheers, Nev. We know where you're the king. Yes, yeah, so let's launch into this episode. Head first job. Pedophile alert. <laughs> so it was a. Uh, Creepy enough out story and then in Cork there during the week of the grown man dressed in a girl's a girl's uh, school uniform. And he had the wig on and the whole lot. Uh I don't know if, if any of you have seen the pictures. But uh yeah, they're fairly creepy now. Uh I don't know how he thought he was gonna pass for a student, a girl student in a secondary school. <laughs> he looks about over six foot and he's really like skinny and gangly. He looked like Peter Crouch with a girl's uniform on him. Um, 
it's actually terrifying images really um, when I seen them I don't know like what he was planning to do um, was he trying to sneak into the school and uh, just pretend to be a student could you imagine the teacher in one of the classes just say he was into like English or something after the weekend the teacher's like jeez who, who are you <laughs> him there fucking six foot tall with a big creepy wig on him <laughs> I was here all along. I uh, just had a fair few dinners at the weekend there. Uh, I grew a bit, miss. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't know what his plan was or if he was like a pedo. Um, I don't know if that's a crime. Like, is that a criminal offence to dress up in a girl's school uniform? Just on the creepiness scale, like, that's so high. Like, if, I, if you had a creepiness m- monitor, it would just explode with the level of creepiness of that. Maybe there was something wrong with the man. Or something. Well, obviously, <laughs> the chances of uh, something being wrong in him are fairly high. You couldn't be saying, oh, he was actually just perfectly normal. He just, that was just a normal day today. Now, you couldn't be, he, he wasn't normal, I wouldn't say, but whatever whatever came over him anyway, he decided to stick on the, I don't know if he was wearing tights, but he had like them long socks and a skirt and the wig. He looked like he had mascara on as well. He kind of looked like a member of like an 80s rock band. He just looked fucking weird. But, yeah, the guards confronted him and were like, here, what are you doing walking around in a girls' school uniform? Could you imagine them getting the call about that? We got a 1020 going eastbound on Main Street. What's What the fuck's a 1020? Here, let me check the book here. 1020. That's a fucking man dressed in a woman's uniform. Girls' uniform. That's that is, 1020. Shit. What? What are you doing now? Where are you heading? I'm just going to school. Going to school, going to school where? Just the girls' school down the road. Secondary school down the road. Sure. You're not a girl. I am, yeah. You're not? I am. You're not? I am. What's your name then? Katrina. <laughs> You're about six foot two there, Katrina, and you have a beard. What, what class are you in? I'm in sixth year, I'm doing my leaving cert. You're not in fucking sixth year, and you're not doing your leaving cert. You're... You're up to some strange shenanigans now, Katrina, so you are. No, no. <laughs> Katrina, you're fooling no one. You're a grown man. Take off that uniform now and go on your way. Right, for fuck's sake. Jeez, all I wanted to do was dress up as a girl and go to school. Making such a big deal about it. Jeez, right. <laughs> but anyway, let's hope it doesn't start a craze of men dressing up in girls' secondary school uniforms. Because that would be weird. That would be weird. Ladies and gentlemen. I seen a headline during the week and it said Chinese rocket falling from space, set to miss Ireland. And I was just like, what? Since when was there a rocket falling from space that could potentially land on our country? So I clicked into it, and yeah, the Chinese launched a rocket back at the end of April, and the debris were falling into the Earth's atmosphere, and they were were trying to predict where it was going to land. But it's good to know it wasn't going to hit Ireland anyway. That's grand, lads. Cheers for letting us know. And... It landed in the landed in the Indian Ocean, I think, near the Maldives. Like, what's the crack? Like, if there's shit falling from space, 
if we're sending shit up, can we please make sure it doesn't come tearing back down on top of one of us? I don't want to be going out to get the clothes and get nailed in the head by a lump of a Chinese rocket. You know, I'd rather that didn't happen, like. Like, with all the risks out there, um, do you think we have to go adding to it, like, by firing rockets up and then potentially come back down on top of us? That's like going up to a roof with a heap of nails and then just dropping them on some lad's head below. You have to be careful <laughs> because they, the Chinese also launched a rocket, I don't know if it was last year, but before, and it came back down to the Ivory Coast and landed in a town there. It didn't kill anyone, but it did a bit of structural damage. So, like, can we a bit, We need to be a bit more safe, that kind of crack. Like, don't want really a rocket coming down on top of the house. And, yeah, it just goes to show you. It's funny at times as well because... Do you ever be taking something like real seriously or whatever? And then you're like, you're taking it real serious and like, or you're getting stressed or worked up over it. But then you forget that we're all just on a big spinning rock floating around space. And at any moment we could like collide with a big asteroid or something. And so that could be the whole lot over. So it just goes to show you. <laughs> just goes to show you. So you, no, you may as well have the crack, you know? And yeah, that was the story of the Chinese rocket anyway. The Chinese, a great bunch of lads. But just make sure that if they're going up, they stay up there. Or just don't go up at all. Because what's the point in going up to space anyway? You know? Everyone's mad to go up to space. Elon Musk there is horny for a bit of Mars. We're like, what's the crack? Like, There's so much... Well, he thinks he thinks the world's going to be fucked here. So he's going to gap to Mars. Um, Fair enough. But like, Can we not try to sort the shit out here first? Before it all goes tits up. Like... Or maybe it's gone past the point of no return. We could slow down global warming or something. Like, well, not everyone can go to Mars. Like, is there enough room there? And I don't even know if I, I want to go. Like, I don't mind it here. It's grand. Like, if I have to go up to Mars. So, like, what am I going to do up there? If I do get the chance to go, like, what can you do up there? Like, it's, it's just like shit. Like, it just looks really shit up there. And I don't want to be going up there and looking at Elon Musk up there. Like, I don't want to look at his head. Is he going to be like the emperor, the Lord Emperor of Mars? Like, the, he's going to be a tyrant up there. He's going to call it, like, Elon Musk. Muskistan. Fuck that. I'm not going up to Mars. You wouldn't know what he plans he has for being up there. You know, he could, he could be going up there to create his own Elon Musk colony. You just don't know. And maybe someday we will find out if there is indeed life on Mars. Every so often you always hear, did you hear there's water on Mars? But then it always seems to um, come to nothing really in the end. There's a bit of frozen ice up there on Mars. But uh, I don't know, the claims are disputed. But uh, we're going to send that rover up, so maybe the rover will find out something that we don't already know. Who knows? Pepe Julian Onzima, thank you for coming in. Thank you for Good morning. Morning to you. Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? You are gay. I was scrolling through FaceTube there the other day and do you know where a video just pop up and then you end up watching this video and then you go down like a rabbit hole and you're just like watching shite like how to build a raft 101 or some how to, like someone baking a cake and fucking putting all the fancy icing on but like they're actually really satisfying to watch by the way them things that are like baking cakes uh, they're definitely really therapeutic. You know, you're just like, oh, now, like, just all the stuff they're doing, cutting it out and cutting all the shapes and slicing the stuff on. But anyway, I came across this video and it was of uh, the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. And it was the first time he ever done the moonwalk. 
Well, the first time he ever done it um, in front of an audience, anyway. I was like live on telly. I think it was like in 1983. And he didn't tell anyone that he was going to whip it out. And he's going around doing a bit, and <laughs> grabbing his crotch, which I don't know where he got that move from. Like, what, How did he come across that move? He's like, I'm just going to grab my balls here and go, and I imagine he, got, he actually got away with that and it was actually cool. Like, Because if I get up on a stage now, and uh, did that and grab my balls, like it, fucking, it kind of looked like a pervert or something like that. But anyway, he's there driving around the stage. He was a good old driver, so he was. And he was driving around the stage anyway. To the tune of Stop the World and Let Me Off. No, he was actually going to a Billie Jean. And he just does it. All of a sudden, he whips out this moonwalk. And the crowd goes mental. And I think from then on, it kind of launched him into like worldwide fame. And I think that could have been... A, uh, yeah, I think that was one of his first big solo performances. And... Uh, doing one of his singles as well. So after that, the whole thing blew up and he just became huge. Actually, you know the scene there the other day too? I came across the post and it was, do you know in Smooth Criminal, that dance move where they go like real, in the video for Smooth Criminal, they go real low to the ground. I think the dance move is called the anti-gravity tilt. They actually, so in, in the actual filming of, that, uh, of the video for that song, they actually use wires to get the effect right so they could go really low to the ground. But Michael Jackson wanted to be able to do it when he was on tour. So they painted a design for like a shoe where you could put like two bolts into the stage and then you could have the bottom of the shoe like a little um, groove in it and then you could just like all the dancers would be wearing the shoes and they'd click their feet into the right position and then they could lean forward without falling. Um, but you need a good bit of strength in the old legs to do that all the same. But I've seen then in like in one of the shows in Moscow that uh, on one of his live shows they were doing Smooth Criminal and uh, Michael Jackson was doing it and um, the bolt came loose and the thing slipped off and he went flying so they had to like redesign it but yeah that was mad enough I think it's uh, it's still painting it to them the whole design and the whole crack but uh, yeah mad yeah he was a good old driver like to be fair and it's kind of pity he had to go all weird in the end though isn't it Um, like I don't know if he was a paedophile, but like he was borderline. He's borderline uh, paedophile. But like, we'll never really know because some people said that he kind of missed his childhood. He never had a childhood, so he was kind of just living the life of a child in his adulthood, which you wouldn't know. Like, that could, that, that could be, but we'll never really know what went on at Neverland. And yeah, he's like, he's changing his skin color and all that. Like, he said it was a condition and all, but it uh, doesn't take away from the man's uh, jiving ability. But yeah, it was a pity he had to go now, a bit a bit like that, um, near the end. I remember actually, I was serving food once. I used to work in a hotel, and we used to have to wear these white gloves out for the main course. And it was funny one day, I only had one glove, I couldn't find the other one. So I had one glove in the kitchen, I had the main course in my hand with a little silver dish over it to go out and serve the top table. And I had the, the bride, and you have to do it in all synchronised. So everyone has to walk out in a line, you have to serve the food, and then step to the to the right and then put your right arm down and lift the thing and it's all done in like three separate motions like bang 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 but all synchronised yeah so for serving the top table you need like 20 people and all the waiters and waitresses are organised so like the smallest people are at the start and then it kind of rises to the the tallest people in the middle and then slants off again with the the rest of the small people at the end so I was in the middle with one of the lads I was in the kitchen beforehand I had one glove and sure you know, you just love a bit. Of, like I, I'd be always up for a bit of a laugh, like, and I was there pretending, as they're going, "Hey, hey, hey she's <laughs> not my love, 
just a girl who thinks that I am one. Uh, <laughs> there was a bit of that going on in the kitchen before going out to serve the top table at the wedding. And I was wet myself laughing. And so was a fair few others. Like, And then we had, it was a time cap for everyone. It was like, oh, shut up. We're going out now. So we had to like cut the shit. So we got into the line, walked out in front of the whole ballroom, went up behind uh, the top table. And I was standing behind the bride. And even thinking back now, like I don't know what the fuck. Like I... I just seen the opportunity for a laugh and I kind of just whispered under my breath to one of the lads beside me to me right I just go <laughs> this is in front of the whole hall, the ballroom now like we're, like it's at a wedding so you can't be it's taken very seriously like and um, so yeah I, I whispered over to him I just go you've been struck by a smooth criminal <laughs> and he started laughing I started laughing like a fair bit like it was one of them things where you're in a situation where you should definitely not be laughing but the more you try not to laugh it's like so hard to hold it in so it was like biting my tongue and next thing the manager was standing in front of the top table with single went to do the synchronised thing where you step to the right and then hand down and she just signalled to take the step to the right and I just completely like <laughs> uh, completely just caught off guard and I just completely blanked and stuck my arm straight down before anyone else uh, did so my arm was like the only arm down with my hands on the silver dish ready to lift it off and everyone else on the top table took a step to the right so my arm was just dangling there by itself like one big lonely arm on the stage in front of everyone and my arm was just there and everyone just looking at me and I was like oh my god <laughs> and then I had to pull my arm back and uh, oh, I was fairly awkward and I had to tip down and uh, everyone was like oh lad you're getting sacked <laughs> It's like, oh no, struck by a smooth criminal. Jaddy, you okay? But uh, no, it was grand anyway. I, uh, it was grand. But it was funny though. Like, I don't know, that, that person's wedding, it'd be hard funny to see that uh, of my arm just plonking down on the silver dish, like a stainless steel thing, and just my face just dropping like, oh, at this moment I realised I fucked up. But yeah, if that, that wedding video... <laughs> might have ruined the wedding video I'd be raging if that was my wedding and some little mong was pretending to be Michael Jackson behind me and then uh, made the top table surface look shit but yeah Billie Jean not my lover I don't have a movie this week on the Gaffcast, but I was actually thinking on the weekend what I might do is put up a question on Instagram and people can send uh, suggestions for movies and I'll give it an L review next week because what I want to talk about this week is wrestling The Rock and the Millions No, 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 no that's not good enough no, 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 no The Rock and the Millions No, 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 no that's still not good enough The Rock is the people's champ you are the backbone of The Rock when we speak, our voices are heard. We all say, I bring it. Anaheim, the world is watching. Anaheim, the world is listening. One more time. When the rock and the millions of the rock's fans go to WrestleMania and electrify WrestleMania and the world like no one else can. If you're some man. What the rock
Kanye Smell What the Rock is cooking. That is my childhood right there. Watching grown men rolling around covered in oil in tight little speedos uh, in the ring. And I wouldn't mind. It's not as if they're like um, a small bit tight. They're actually really tight. <laughs> they were sewed on. Like wrestling was unreal back in the day. But The Rock was the man. I used to love The Rock's eyebrow. Remember I used to try to do it. Like the when you raise the one eyebrow and drop the other one. But I could never do it properly. But it was a, it was a legend. I remember everyone in school used to be like, oh, trying to do The Rock's eyebrow. <laughs> I couldn't, I always struggled to do it. Um, if you could do it, you were kind of, you were a top dog on the schoolyard. And you'd be going into school, like just say on a Tuesday morning after Monday Night Raw or after the weekend if one of the big events is after being on like the Royal Rumble or, or WrestleMania or that. And everyone would be just mad to talk on the, on the schoolyard about what was after happening at the weekend. <laughs> like, oh, Undertaker fucking chokeslam came to the ring. <laughs> yeah, because it was just like a drama. Like every week there was something happening. You couldn't wait to get seen the, new, the next episode. It was like EastEnders or Carnation Street or something like that. And there was all them different characters, you know. The Rock was the bit, me, fa- me fav. The Rock was my favourite. But near the end then, I liked Stone Cold as well. But um, and near the end then, it was a bit of John Cena. You can't see me. Um, yeah, fair play to Vince McMahon. He got that whole, created that whole franchise. Um, like, and then it was actually terrible. It's so sad. The day you find out that wrestling wasn't real. That was a sad day. That was like finding out that Santi wasn't real. And then just after you find out when you'd be watching it, you'd be like, oh, it actually is so fake. How did, how did I not realise it? But there was a bit of a period where you found out, you kind of just, same as when you find out Santi wasn't real, you're still determined to like convince yourself in your mind that it's real. So you're literally watching the wrestling like, oh, this is real. Like the, That definitely hurt him there. But then after a while, it kind of wore off and the wool was no longer over your eyes. But it was great wrestling. Uh, some, some, uh, some characters. Um, I was thinking back to, do you remember Rikishi? He was just this big fat lump of a lad. He was like a bullock in the ring. And his special move, like the special moves were what it was all about. But his special move uh, was the stinky face. And he wore like a tongue and it was rammed up his arse. And he had this big, big fat arse on him. And he just like plant you on the ground and shit his, <laughs> sit his face down in front of you and just smudge it into your face. So you'd be there on the ring in front of thousands of people and some lad, some big fat lad would be just wiggling his arse in your face and like fart. I don't know if he was farting on you. Uh, maybe he was. He could get a big egg mayonnaise sandwich before each each match and just let it rip in your face. But that was his special <laughs> special move, the stinky face. Um, but like watching it now, it's funny the way you see them like rolling around the ring and all that kind of crack. It's funny as well because when you look into the crowd, you'd see like a father there with his son and everything. And they'd be there like, do you remember the the girl wrestlers? This used to be called the Divas. He'd be there, <laughs> he'd be there like, oh, I'll bring the son to, to the wrestling. And him just going mad when the Divas are rolling around on the ring, like <laughs> cheering them on. Uh, it's just like to the wife, yeah, I'll bring uh, I'll bring little James up off to the wrestling. No bother at all. Him mad to get going to see <laughs> the Divas in the ring. The lad wrestlers were definitely on a fair amount of steroids as well. They were all bursting. The veins were all busting out of their head. And I think they got treated like shite, most of them as well. And they'd be always getting injured and stuff in uh, when they were practicing and that. And then uh, I think if they got injured, they were just kind of, I don't know, just treated like shit and left to, uh, just no one paid any heed to them, no one cared anymore or whatever. Like bad contracts were signed and stuff like that. Then there was the other lad, Scotty Too Hotty. And he used to do a worm, the wudum. <laughs> that was a special move. 
and he'd literally do a warm across you and then hit you a little skite and the person would be like, oh, fuck. But like, so there's no way it could have been bad. Like, it couldn't have hurt you at all. It's funny. I I often go back and look at the warm again just to get an old snigger. Um, it's hilarious. And then the, the Hardy boys and the Dudley boys. Uh, those are the days. Anyone that didn't watch wrestling, uh, he's missed out big time. Uh, there were some queer characters on it. So there was. I actually might go and start watching it again. Although I know the, the people that are in it now are, aren't near as good as the war. Like, I used to have The Rock and The Stone Cold and the whole lot. But um, I'd say after a few weeks of watching it, you actually get addicted to it again. But, uh, ah, yeah, their wrestling was, was great, so it was. Ten, that old clock's ticking. About time to say goodnight. This is the last call for alcohol. And at that, we've come to the end of this week's show. I'd like to thank everyone out there for tuning in and for the continued support for the podcast. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, and all that jazz. And I hope you have a great weekend. And I'll see you all again next week, here for some top quality crack at the GAFCast. See you. Good luck.